Nina is a shitty spy. She's a horrible spy. The whole point of being a spy is to re is to do some recon, get get your get get in there, nosy around, and report back. She did the nosing around, but there was no reporting back. It's like, hello, the Fjordans are kicking your ass. You need to report back. You mean to tell me that you can build airships and automatic weapons, but you can't build a communication device? Uh huh. Use your Gersha powers to like teleport. Or Some, telepath it over, yes. I don't know. Something. Something. Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts Dawn and Ashley and today just coincidentally we read Rule of Wolves by Lee Bardugo and Shadow and Bone is on Netflix right now. We did not plan that. Um, I think the publisher did though because it's ironic that the book is published the same around the same time as the show release so I think the publishers did that but anywho. You know they did. Yeah they did. (laughs) They totally did. I forget. Do we do we do the synopsis first and then the? Yes. I, I should know this. It. We've been doing this for a year, and you think we would know a little oh. more than that? You think we would know? Okay. All right. So here is the synopsis of Rule of Wolves. If you if you um have not read King of Scars, then I don't know what to tell you. Okay, here we go. The wolves are circling and Hrovka's time is running out. The Demon King, as Fjorda's massive army prepares to invade, Nikolai Lansdorf will summon every bit of his ingenuity and charm and even the monster within to win this fight. But a dark threat looms and that cannot be defeated by a young king's gift for the impossible. The Storm Witch. Zoya, I am not going to say that name, has lost too much to war. She saw her mentor die and so, yeah, that's that's a spoiler if you haven't read King Scars there. Sorry. She saw her mentor die and her worst enemy resurrected and she refuses to bury another friend. Now duty demands her now. Now duty demands she embraces her power to become the weapon her country needs, no matter the cost. The Queen of Mourning. Deep undercover, Nina Zenik risks discovery and death as she wages war on Fiorda from inside its capital. But her desire for revenge may cost her country its chance at freedom, and Nina the chance to heal her grieving heart. King, General, Spy, together they must find a way to forge a future in the darkness or watch a nation fall. I need I need Ravka to get it together. Dun, dun, dun. I know, Ravka is uh, struggling here. <laughs> Struggle bus. As they have been for what? Eight ten, books now? Ten years. Ten years. <laughs> Ravka, come on, man. <laughs> Okay, you ready for our rating? Yeah. Okay. Um, I gave it a four. Okay. A four. What did you give it? I oh. I gave it. Oh, I went back and forth on this. At first, I was like, "It's a reluctant four. Then I kind of went down to three seven five. So maybe by the end of our discussion, I might give it a four. But right now, it's between a three seven five and a four. Which is not good for me, so yeah, I'm a little bummed. But I, I was like, just highly anticipating your rating on this because again, Don and I don't discuss the books before we talk about the books because we want all of our reactions to be extremely genuine and like, ah, what? Uh, so when I was reading this book, I was like, oh no. Don is going to be so sad. Like, <laughs> and it was like, and I've, we've talked about it in passing, like, oh, we're going to get together on this day to talk about it. And it's like everything in us not to say anything of what just happened. Uh, but this book I struggled um, because I have not completed the whole entire Shadow and Bone series, nor have I completed all of Six of Crows. Like I've read like a book or two in each, but I have read King of Scars and I have read Rule of Wolves. So I feel like my my thoughts are 
I have decent, you know, weight clout to be able to state what I'm going to say, but it's that I struggle because I'm like, does it, does it make a difference? Because I don't know all the information, but it's like rule of wolves, literally and King of Scars spoil six of crows and shadow and bone. So it's like, okay, it should be fine. But yeah, yeah. I struggled because there were some moments that happened that I was like, Oh no, I don't know if I like that. And then it was, Oh no, I do like that. And then I don't know. So mine was between a three, seven, five and a four as well. Okay. It's for Dugo. So I feel like, that's why I leaned more to giving her a four. Yeah. And that was why I was leaning towards a four because it's Lee Bardugo. And should I do that? I don't know. But. I do it. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm <laughs> speaking the truth here. Yeah. All right. I this forgot. Uh, yeah. I forgot to mention that if you're new to the podcast, hey, why don't you follow us? But also we will be breaking this podcast up to spoiler free and then spoilers and we will let you know when we go into our spoiler edition. We're going to keep the spoiler free rather short because you've probably read book one if you're listening to this. So we can't really say too much spoiler free because it's all spoilers. So let's get into our dislikes. Are you ready for my first one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that the Darkling is so present. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I re- And I struggled with this. Because I really like him in Shadow and Bone. I really do. And then when he comes back, I'm like, why is old homeboy coming back? Haven't we dealt with this already? You know, but it's like his character is so intriguing. So it's like you really want to like, you're like, what does he have to say now? You know, but he just reminds me of like this the Lord Sith from Star Wars who does not die. He's always there. <laughs> So I had some issues, which we will get into in spoiler, with the Darkling and his overarching presence that just seems to keep and keep happening. Yeah, I wrote, I'm over the Darkling. I'm over it. I. <laughs> and you loved him, didn't you? Didn't you love him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll talk <laughs> about more of our, because we're going to do a Shadow and Bone discussion in the future. I'll get into my darkling stuff there but yeah I'm, I'm I just don't feel like he's adding anything new to his whole mm-hmm. I feel like we know everything about him and his motive and he's not adding anything new or interesting to himself and I'm over it yeah no he didn't he didn't bring anything new to the table and he didn't surprise me and keep me enticed like he did you know, when we first were introduced to him, yeah. where it's like, oh, what is it? What is he going to pull now? Ooh, because you know he's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there were so many things that I was like, stop it. Please go away. Yeah. Why are you still here? Why are we still dealing with this? Just and, like a, yeah. Yeah. And then when the end of the book came and he hadn't been in the book for a while and he showed up, I was like, oh, dang, this guy. Here goes this guy again. Oh. I was like, just skip it. Skip everything coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, my biggest dislike, it's kind of weird because I liked the ending, but I also didn't like the ending. And I can't really say anything else because it's spoilers, but I had a love-hate relationship with that ending. So. Me too. I agree. There were some things where I was like, okay, I feel like we had to sacrifice our ending to make people happy. But I'm not happy with how, with, 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 I'm not happy with it though, because I get it at the same time, but it's like, but, uh, you know, Bardugo is not scared to kill people off. She's not like, don't get attached. She'll take them out. You know, so when that didn't continuously happen, I was like, oh, I was expecting you to, but I'm kind of glad you didn't. But I don't know. Maybe I'm not glad that you didn't yeah. because it's just what's been expected of her. Yeah. Um, I did not like Mayu's POV. That's, that that's, girl, that's the second one on my list. Go that ahead. girl could have just been shipped out somewhere else. I just, it was snooze fest when, she, when it was her story part. And I was like, at first I was like, who, who are you? And like, what are you doing? 
Yep. Like, why do we have to have more of you? I was actually hoping more for the um, evil shoe queen, if you will, to yes. be more of a yes. prevalent person that we followed. Yes. And instead we got Mayu, who is a, you know, assassin in, in this book. For, and, mm, no. Yeah. It was not. No. I Yeah, I agree. Especially since Makai started the book off. And she started off so well. Yeah. I was like, yes, here we go. A new villain. I'm all for it. And then it switched to Mayu. And I was like, oh, no. I don't care about this girl. Uh-huh. And it could... <laughs> I, if if all of this had have happened more in book one, because she, she had a big presence in book one, which I totally forgot about that, uh, then maybe. But by the time we get to her in this book, I do not care about her or her brother, or what the Shuhan is doing. I don't care. It just made the book longer. Yeah. No, you could have easily saved 150 pages without her little two cents in there. Yeah. Because, and I, I don't know, I just, I wanted more of our other characters, or even our new villain. I was like, bring her on. Bring, um, a, what is her name? Aurori, Aria, whatever the... Eerie. Wait, who are you talking the, about? The evil queen's sister. Eerie you know, is Ari. Is it the A? Eerie. I think it's okay. just Eerie. E R H I. I wanted Aria. It was Aria. Okay. Anyway, Aria. But I wanted more more of her and her sister in this like crazy relationship that they have going on. And it was like, oh, you and her brother. Oh, he's not here. Oh, he's being meh, poisoned. Oh, wow. Look at that. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Can I mean, you back to Rap, please. Thank you. I get, <laughs> I get, I get why she did that. Why Bardugo did that is because she's really trying to show how hated the Grisha are and the lengths that other people are going to go through to use them to win the war. I get it, but I still didn't care about Mayu and Raheem or whatever his name was. Yeah, uh, her brother's name. Rayam, yeah. Rayam, whatever. <laughs> Um, what was another one of your dislikes that I just did by Mayu one? <laughs> um, and this kind of goes along with the Mayu one. I felt like usually I felt like this book had too many adversaries. There were too many foes. And usually a book has one main villain, which kind which can be, you know, it can make a book slow because we're focusing on just the Darkling. But in this book, we had like the Darkling and Makai, who was from Shuhan, and then Fiorda. And then we had this mysterious thing happening. And then we have the Kirch. It's like, oh my God, I can't, it's too much to focus on. Mm-hmm. And when you, when I feel like even though the book is over 500 pages, there were still characters and lands that were that were underdeveloped because there were so many. And I think it was the Shuhan. That whole, mm-hmm. that whole situation was wrapped up way too quickly. It was underdeveloped because we got the Blight and then we got the Darkling and then we got the Fjordans and it was just too much. Yeah, there were too many bad people. It was. Too many problems happening all at once. And I was like, okay, I could understand if, like, we were introduced to each of these different territories and really understood, like, what was actually happening. But instead it was, like, a little blip here, a little blip here, a little blip there. And then it would keep coming back. And there was no consistency with why we are so stuck in all of these, except for connecting characters. That's the only thing I could say is that she did it to connect her character story and how everyone was, like, sort of interwoven and whatever. But it was just too much. Yeah. Too much to keep track of because at first I was like, I'm like, okay, who are we finding now? And whose problem is it now? I like would go kind of back and forth with it. What else you got? Uh, I thought that there were a couple of holes in the story. And here's one of them. I enjoyed Nina's chapters far better than King of Scars because that was my biggest issue with King of Scars. It was too much Nina and I didn't like it. It wasn't interesting. But Nina is a shitty spy. She's a horrible spy. The whole point of being a spy is to re is to do some recon, get get your get get in there, nosy around, and report back. She did the nosing around, but there was no reporting back. It's like, hello, 
the Fjordans are kicking your ass. You need to report back. You mean to tell me that you can build airships and automatic weapons, but you can't build a communication device? Uh-huh. Use your Gersha powers Some- to, like, teleport or Some- telepath it over? Yes. I don't know. Something. Something. Oh, that drove me or nuts. The dead. She could have used the dead to communicate. That is what I had. But then in the spoiler, but I do think that's what I had. I was like, you mean to tell me she couldn't, like, use dead soldiers or something? You She, uh-huh. yes. she didn't even use her yes. power. Like, mm-hmm. she can communicate with the dead. She can raise a dead army. And it. I'm sorry if this is a spoiler, but she didn't even use it in this book. What's the point of being a necromancer if you're not going to use it? The oh use God. of the Gersha powers, I felt like, were super un- underwhelmed in this book. Oh, yeah. Like, very under... It wasn't like... Okay, Nina is a freaking, like, badass-like character. And so is Zoya. Like, where... And all of the sun summoners that are there as well. It's like, okay, where is where is this mighty power that's supposed to be, like, holding back the darkness... And kind of keeping everything in checks and balances here. I don't understand. I don't understand. But no, I agree. I agree with Nina. I do. Yeah. Because I was always like, so who, when did she talk to them? When she did, did when it. she like let them know what's happening here? Because I feel like she's been over here with Annie and like, or Hannah. And like, she hasn't told Nikolai or Zoya what's happening yet. She hadn't. Or she's just opening up for an extended stay and she'll, she just collects her data. <laughs> yeah, she, um, sorry. She, there was one time where she got to Ravka. She got some info to Ravka, but I felt like that only happened once. She's living in yeah. the house of the freaking general. Maybe get out of Hannah's bed. And go pay attention to some conversations and report back. <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't need to be a spy. <laughs> your spy job, your spyness is bad. Do, do something else. <laughs> I can't really say anything else about getting into a spoiler just because. I have some intense feelings on things. The only other thing that I disliked was the introduction to Prince Rasmus. He's the prince of uh, Fjorda. And his only purpose seemed to just be to develop the other characters. But his act- some of his actions were really extreme. And I, I know why he's there, but... I just felt like, once again, we have a new character that we're adding and he's underdeveloped because yeah, didn't have time to really develop his character. But that's all of my dislikes. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our likes. Uh, world building. I did like the world building. I did like the differences in... Just how she puts together, you know, Fjorda and the Shuhan and Ravka and the Fold and like just all the stuff that encompasses that. That's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of interwoven stories. And I just I did appreciate that because I don't feel like we're reading into like Hunger Games and Harry Potter and Divergent again. Like, I feel like we finally, like, have stepped out of that, like, realm of worlds that all seem the same. And this is, like, completely different. And it still maintained its own. Okay, so, once again, I liked everyone's ending. Is it pandering to the reader? Yes. It totally is. You are correct, Ashley. However, I didn't hate it. Because if you are a frequenter of the podcast, you know... That Ashley and I, sometimes we make a list of things that need to happen in order for me to be satisfied with the book. And I think everything was checked off in the last 20 pages because <laughs> yeah. she was pandering to the reader yeah. and I'm the reader. And hey, I was OK with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's OK. And that's OK. That's really fine. <laughs> um, I loved my 
my biggest thing is like we've we've spent so much time in this Gershaverse, right? Like this world and the Gersha being uh, sought after and killed and belittled and just used and abused left and right. And I really love that. I feel like in this book, they we were able to see what had happened to them and how they're choosing to move forward past all of that hurt and sadness that's been used against them. And I mean, they were basically crafted as weapons, weapons of war. And it's like, and belittled into thinking that, you know, nobody loves you. Only I love you. I'm only here for you. Like all this stuff like that. And it's like throughout this whole book, I feel like even with, you know, Jenya and Zoya and Nina, like you were able to finally see how they're moving past all of those past hurts that have happened. And I did like that because that that's growth. That's growth in yeah. our characters that we've spent so much time really delving into. Mm-hmm. So to see that, I'm like, okay. I, I love that because they were almost like reminding each other, like, this is not who we are now. Like, we've moved past all of that. This is, we can choose to be the bigger, better people. Even with the Darkling still lingering. <laughs> yeah. <this book. laughs> I liked Zoya's development the most, even more than Nikolai. And uh, I wonder if, we can't really say too much because it's a spoiler, but I wonder if just Shadow and Bone, because Shadow and Bone is different from the book as far as Alina. Alina, I told you, because Ashley and I and a couple of other friends, we watched it together, and I said that Alina was Shu in the books, but I don't think she was. I think Bardugo and the screenwriter made her half Shu. And so I'm wondering if Zoya's whole storyline was impacted by the show. Because I feel like that wasn't, and I can't, I'm, I'm being very vague here, but I feel like a big part of Zoya's background was not explored in previous books. Not in Shadow and Bone. And maybe I missed it because I didn't read the, I, I read them all originally when they first came out. So I had totally forgotten everything. I'm currently rereading them. And I finished Season Storm. Um, I haven't read Ruin and Rising yet. So I don't know if it's in that, but I don't know. So I don't know. I, I, I did like her character development. I thought that I'll just stop there. I like Zoya's development. I'll just stop there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, that was one of mine too. I really enjoyed Zoya. Uh, and I enjoyed um, Hannah's story as well. I feel like there was so much, like she was one of those underlying characters that I enjoyed like way more than Mayu and you know a whole bunch yeah. of other ones that I could name off to you but mm-hmm. like hers had a purpose it served a purpose I felt like we reached where we needed to be and it was good it was one of those where I was like okay we're flipping to their chapter now but I don't care because I'm okay with that yeah versus like just give me you know Zoya and Nikolai like it definitely wasn't all about just that which was nice mm-hmm. my next like <laughs> is Zoya and Nikolai <laughs> I love them yes and oh I love slow burn the slow yeah. burn <laughs> they oh, are not Lord. better than Kazan and Edge Kazan and Edge is the OG ship but the OG OTP however Nikolai and Zoya are pretty good too I did enjoy um, Nikolai's transformation into the king that he is at the end of this book. Yeah. Uh, Felt like, you know, it wasn't just like, well, I'm going to keep my title and yada, yada, yada. No, like his heart was truly like what you would hope for as a king of a country to be like, it's, it's, it's all for Rafka. Everything he does is for Rafka. Like his happiness, you know, just throw it out the window. (laughs) He doesn't need it. But what he needs to be is to be a savior. And if he goes down, you know, in a fight, oh, well. At least he went down in dignity. Like, I just, I really liked that about him because he wasn't just your normal uh, princely king, like, playing a court, if you will. He was an actual king, in my opinion. And I like that he kind of embraced the monster, because in King of Scars, mm-hmm. they're trying to get rid of it. 
And in this one, yeah. he's like, I think one of the taglines in this book is we're all monsters or something like that. And oh, he yes. just, he embraces it. Leia says it. Yeah. He yep. embraces it. We all it have a little bit of monster in us or whatever, or we're all our own monsters or something like that. We're all monsters now. It's on the back of the book. Yeah. 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 So, and I, I like loved that. that. I loved it so much because, yeah, because King of Scars is literally they're trying to pull this thing out of him. And when this realization hits that maybe it's a part of him, I'm like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I literally was like, yes, yeah. embrace it. I think that's all I can say, though, without saying anything. I have a small like. It came, like, around page three-something. And uh, Zoya and Nikolai are going into this little place that she goes to and um she she Zoya compares herself to the Thornwood and <laughs> and uh, you know me being a critical reader as many of you guys are I was like oh my god this is a total metaphor for Zoya and at the end of the page Zoya goes it's not a metaphor or anything <laughs> that's hilarious that's Bardugo's humor coming in yeah yeah I was laughing because yeah. I was like, that's literally, this is the moment where Dom would dock a star if she could. <laughs> it's so true. Dom has a secret checklist in her mind that she'll start at. It's like, you remind me of like waiters at a restaurant. If they do not ask to refill your water at a certain point, you start docking the tip. I'm not this that bad. It's, it, but it's what it reminds me of. It's like okay. a little checklist in your mind that only you know. <laughs> That's funny. But as we read book together, I do get to know you just a little bit better as to what your list secretly is. So it's not really a secret. Yeah. Maybe it is. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have enjoyed this spoiler-free edition of Rule of Wolves and you are not going to read it in time for our next podcast, please know that our next podcast is going to be Blade of Secrets by Trisha Levenseller. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say her name? Yeah. Yeah. Trisha, yeah. I always get her and another author mixed up every single time. Oh, I get her and two other later. authors mixed up. It's Trisha Levenseller, Adrian Young, and Heidi Heilig. I get those three ladies mixed up. I don't know why. Yep, yep, it literally is. Anyway, so that is our next book. We are going to be doing Blade of Secrets. And again, please like and follow us anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find us on Instagram where we kind of post our next books and things that we're reading and what we talked about. But we're going to spoil Rule of Wolves in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Okay, what's first? Oh, you know what I forgot to say? Dang it! Dang it! I forgot to say in the spoiler-free edition. Maybe I'll cut it in there. I'll edit it in there. I forgot to say that my favorite part of this book is the last sentence. (laughs) That last sentence was everything, man. I was like, hell yes. (laughs) Oh my God. It made it worth it. It made it all worth it. Would you care to share with our audience the last sentence? Okay, so yeah, now we're in the spoiler edition. Um, I can't read it. She says, Zoya, get the message to the Crow Club. Tell Kaz Brecker the Queen of Ravka has a job for him, which means Six of Crows book three. Six of Crows book three. I was, oh my God, I was listening to this at work and I was like, yes very loudly i was very excited very excited oh my god <laughs> i'm laughing so hard because it was how i felt too i was like oh Dawson's gonna be so happy her man is back he's back again yay yay <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of just for, for here <laughs> and you know that is totally for the fans because bardugo knows that people love six of crows the crows way better than melina Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Melina, I got what you did. I'm yeah. good. <laughs>
Yeah. No, I, okay, that was my, like, other little like in this book was because, like, like I said, I have read Ticks of Crows. I was so happy with the crow bond throughout this whole entire book. It was like their bond still held true and, like, they were intermixed in there. But it was also, like, their own story at the same time. And it was like Inez shows up at the end of the book and I was like, oh, does that mean Kez is coming? Like, yes. <laughs> Inez is coming. Oh, they like. Uh, warrior with all of her knives and whatever. I was like, oh, it's Inej. Inej is here. Inej is here. Everybody just stop. She's here. <laughs> it also didn't help that, like, the last uh, Shadow and Bone episode we watched was with her in it, and it was all about her knifeliness and beautifulness. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, okay. Yes. I did really enjoy that the storylines that just intermeshed that way. I thought it was beautifully done and it was great. I did not like having Mal and Alina sprinkled in there. Like I had said before is my other like dislike. I just didn't think they needed to be there. I was like, just, just give them their peace, man. They had done enough. Just let them have peace. Leave them alone. You don't need to bring them back in. Just don't do it. It's fine. It's not, it's not her war anymore or his. Well, I think, I think Bardugo once again did that for the fans. She just kind of, this is the last book. And maybe this might be the last book in the uh, Ravka story. Because we're going back to uh-huh. Ketterdom, which is across the fold. Wait, is there a fold? There is no fold. Yeah, their fold's gone. But we're going back to Ketterdom, which is a totally different... It's a, I mean, it's Round. in the same world, but yeah, it's like, yeah. So I think this was her saying like letting all of her characters say goodbye to the fans which i yeah i get it did i care for it no i i was just like i don't i mean mal too was still just like Bleh. that's what i think of mal Bleh. um booty he's still booty he is booty mal is booty and i was like oh yay here they are they're back okay Bleh. I was just, it was so underdeveloped that that was my other, like, biggest qualm with it is that it was just like, we're going to bring them here. And then, oh, wait a minute. Here he comes. He's stabbing him with the thorn one. It's fine. No worries. And then they just kind of sprinkle off and do their own thing. And then they're like, it's okay. It's fine. I completely forgive you. It's not your fault. And then they, like, go back into their corner. Like, it was just, I get why I do. I would do I I do the same thing. It's fine. It's still still. But ugh, please talk about the darkling. Oh my gosh! Like first of all, it's not happening. Like he's gonna he's gonna awaken. He's gonna somehow find a way to get his powers back. Just wait. It's fine. Why is he still alive? Why have we not killed him? And then the con the contemplation on do we kill him? What do we do with him? was driving me bonkers. Just get it over with. Get him out of here. Like, why is he still here? Um, at first, I was like, ew, he needs to go. But that last sentence, hello, we need to keep him alive so that the crows can kill him. Hopefully. 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 Maybe. He was, he was just not as enticing as he was before. And I was like, just get him out of here. And then, you know, it still was Zoya and Jenya. And it's like, these women and Alina have been hurt by him so much. And even Jenya's, like, little, like, story about, like, you have done this and this to me. And I forgive you. I'm like, oh, my gosh, girl. You have been through the ringer. Okay. Just say goodbye to him. Let him be. We don't need to talk to him anymore. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <sighs> Uh, let's talk about everyone's endings because I said I liked them, but at the same time, I did not like them. I liked Zoya they... being okay. So, for those of you who watch Game of Thrones, I I had a Game of Thrones season eight episode six moment for about five minutes, but then I was like, I was like, oh my god, really? This is on the throne. But I got over it because I thought it was fitting. She was the general. And Nikolai didn't want to be king. Even though mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, you mean to tell me we went through all of this? For you to be like, me? 
think I'm gonna be Stormhound now. Oh my god. <laughs> that bugged <Yeah>. me. <laughs> but I got over it because I think that Nikolai is better at Stormhound. Especially after mm-hmm. he met his father and he found out he has a sister and he just is a better person when he's Stormhound and yeah, so I was fine with that. Zoya, I think, would be a good ruler. I think she came to terms with everything and she's ready to move on. Like you said, everyone kind of just like moved on from the Darkling and the Screecha stuff and to build Ravka. Yay. Nina and her whole jam. I, okay, so this is what I was like, oh, damn. This is totally spoiling Crooked Kingdom for Ashley because of Matthias. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I love that. I was like, oh, he's gone. That boy is gone. He's yeah. Gone. It's fine. I was like, well, we'll just, we'll just, it's fine. That was a heartbreaker. Actually, I don't like Matthias. I also think Matthias is booty, but I was really sad in Crooked Kingdom because for Nina. And so when Hannah, quote unquote, died, I was like, okay, Bardugo is not heartless. She is not to here. She is not going to kill this other love of this girl. She's not going to do that to her. Thank God she didn't, because I would have been pissed. But still, I was pissed. I was driving my RV, and I'm like going down the road, and I was like, no, no, not to you, be no. And I was like, it's got to be a lie. It's got to be a lie. And then it's like not becoming a lie. And I'm like, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming either. I had hoped it was a lie, and I was yeah. right, yeah. but it's very thin hope. Yeah, I I didn't see it coming either, and I was like, no. Once again, I'm at work. No. But then I was like, no, there's no way she's going to kill two of her love of her life. There's no way she's going to do that. So thank God she didn't. Um, I'm so happy, though, when she realized who who she had become, who Hannah had become. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, because at the same time, like, Hannah struggled with this whole idea of, like, never feeling like she was herself, like, in the body that she was supposed to be in. And I loved that so much that she was, you know, even though Gersha lived longer or whatever, like, they would just alter and kill off whenever they needed to. And the whole entire sacrifice that she had asked Nina to give, which was to become this other girl and to cease being Nina as we know it, right? And it's mm. just like, it's just so beautiful. It was so beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it all, but I, I wept. I wept with David, man. Oh my God. And you know what made it even worse? Is seeing him in Shadow and Bone and be like, oh God, he gonna die. This is not fair. Why would you let them get married just to kill him off? He did not deserve that. Oh, that hurts so bad. No. Oh, man. No, that timeline, I was like, I was having like, I feel like this is what Cass was really wanting us to achieve in the last book that we read, The Betrothed, when like the whole entire family gets killed off. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And I was, but like in that moment, I was like, this is how it's supposed to be written. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, but I was so, I was like screaming in the car because, yet again, listening to the plug while I'm driving, I'm like, oh, no, no, she just finally married him and got the wedding that she wanted. Oh my gosh, and all the things. And then what made it even worse, I don't know what chapter it is, but what made it worse. Huh? When she, like, lets his journal, like, burn with him? No, I wasn't going to say that. It was like, you turn the page, and then it was like, we watched David's body burn. I was like, no! (laughs) (laughs) That was the first sentence in the next chapter. I was like, oh, God, no! Are you kidding me? (sighs) It's just, it's it's the, you just didn't want to face that it happened. I was hoping so hard that he maybe he just got knocked out real no, bad. No, 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 no. Not no. When when the next chapter heading was and David's body was burning in the darkness, that was confirmation. That was it. Yeah, I was so. Oh, poor Jenya. I just 
my heart just broke for her so much because she has endured yet again, like a lot of our other characters. She, I feel like she's endured more from the Darkling than any of the other ones because she was kind of like the head um, honcho, if you will, for the longest time, you know, and being used for his plans and his poison. Like, she's like, you have no idea what I went through because of you, you know? And it's like, and then to have David, the one joy and spark in her life that she found just, I was like, oh, girl. I would have rather Tamar or Toyla died. Like, thank you, thank you. Send someone else to die. Yeah, not him. Not him. He didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve it at all. Nope. I mean, I guess I try to figure out why, and I guess I see why, and it's because he didn't want to be a weapon anymore, and his death was kind of like, you know what? We need to figure out another way to live here because. I'm not going to build these weapons just for someone to one-up us and build an even stronger weapon. And he kind of embodied that. So I get it. Once again, did I like it? No. 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 I did, I, you know, and I see what she did. Because the whole entire time in the in the book, he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not becoming a master. I'm not doing it. I'm not building a weapon of war like that. I'm not doing it. Even though he very well could. You're just tired of being manipulated like that. You know, and I really do to comment on Zoya being queen, I can see why she was chosen to be queen. I mean, like, what better person than a general of your country to rule it, to actually know the inner workings of it and whatever. Um, I loved the whole dragon stuff, by the way. Okay. That's where I was like, what? Oh, no. I don't know how I felt about that. Sorry. It served as, like, magic with no bounds type of a thing because... She was then deemed a saint, and I see, like, where Bardugo was going with that is that the saints, like, almost held the same powers as the Gersha, but at the same time, it was like, now she's become this thing who now has two different powers (laughs) intermixed together, and it's like, now she can just, like, turn into a dragon, and she's going to live for God knows how long now, because... You know, she's got that in her. And all just the immense power that she has. I'm like, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, I guess it was cool. It wasn't, it wasn't a deus ex machina. Like, it, you know, it was foreshadowed that she had, you know, dragon slit eyes sometimes. And I think her mentor was a dragon or something. I don't know. I don't remember. But I was just like, really... We're turning into a dragon now. Oh, my God. I don't know. Yeah. I'm indifferent. Thrones has started again. All yeah, right. No, I, but I liked it, though, because I liked her being the queen because Nikolai literally, in my opinion, served as a better general. Like, he serves as a better general for, like, I will go down with my country. Because yeah. he would just go into all these battles. And it's like, dude, you ain't Mary. You ain't got no heir. That's a little, like stupid because you got no one to carry on the title however he didn't associate himself with that title line because he's like no i'm a bastard born son like i i know that this is not my real line of of lineage Mm -hmm. you know and i did like that because it was like that's how they were able to be together is because he had she she couldn't marry him because he had to marry a princess or whatever to keep the line whatever still think that that's dumb by the way if you're the king can't you just make like change the rule yeah gonna, you should be who you're gonna be with like, isn't that what hannah said yeah well i mean she did yeah so why because can't... she literally oh i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give nina tight i'm gonna give you titles and land and then i can marry you yeah so i'm like okay Nicola, no. But Zoya was just like, whatever you say, Nikolai, I guess. Because it's fine, I'll just kill you later in your sleep. <laughs> That's just how I felt with her. <sighs> well, speaking of Zoya, uh, what I was saying in the spoiler-free edition is that in the books, she's passing. So she's blue-eyed and pale. So she's passing as Ravkin, but she's half Suli. And, I, and it's... Mm-hmm. 
it's not in the show because in the show she looks Suli. She's not passing in the show, and they don't mention it. They don't call her out on it like they do um, um, Alina for being a shoe. So I'm like, did she? Was that foreshadowed in previous books that she was mixed, or did Bardugo? Did she get inspired by the show writer? who I think the show writer is half Asian. And so she kind of put that into the Alina character for the Shadow and Bone show. Uh, or I don't know. I don't know if this was planned, pre-planned, and it was foreshadowed in different books, or if she added that at the last second. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it really added to her character for being, uh, for, for passing for so long and being... You know, she she's already discriminated against because she's Grisha. And now here's another thing that she just did not want to have to face. Mm -hmm. She was angry at her father for what he did to her. But when she's confronted with her people and they call her daughter, then it kind of like melts her a little bit. And she's like, I need to just accept it. And then once she does that, then she can turn to the dragon. Then she can accept Nikolai as her one and true love. So I liked it. But I don't know. <laughs> what I like, I liked coming to terms with all of that. With Zoya coming to terms with that, so it's just like, oh my gosh, girl, you have closed down all of these doors for so long because you've been told that what you are is not okay. You know, so it's like there's no attachment here, there's no ownership to who you are down to your core, and it's like once she finally accepts that, it's like now she's able to expand, yeah, <laughs> and be who she is. But in the show, I really, really liked. I, in, no, the sh in the show, uh, I, don't, I think it's episode, I don't know. You might not be at this point yet. I don't think you are. But somewhere in the show, um, Inej is at the castle, at the little palace. And the people are, like, looking at her. And some lady is like, oh, they have Zemini's here. And Zoya walks past her and she's like, she's Suli. Like, you know, stop being, stop, you know, we don't all look alike type of a thing. And I'm like, okay, so they are playing up Suli as being other uh, and that Zoya was angry that they were, you know, kind of giving Inej a side eye because ugh, she's Suli. And even at the end of the book, it does come back. I'm not going to say because Ashley hasn't seen all of it, but it is in the show. But like I said, in the show, she's clearly Suli, whereas in the books, she's not. She's passing as white. Yeah. So... Not that I care or anything, but I don't know. Thought it was interesting. Yeah. We talk about the darkling being used to hold open the fold. Well, he wanted to because he wants to be a saint. Like that's his whole. That's been his whole motive from day day one. But that that whole entire thing, I'm like, oh my gosh, this this being wants to be remembered as a saint so badly that. He now is going to subject himself to, like, eternal, like, pain, holding this open, because he's the only one that can do it. It's holding the fold open, you know? And I was just like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, please don't come back. You need to just stay there. Just stay in that spot and, you know, impendent, not impendent, what is that word called? Impendent. Impaled with all the thorn oh. wood, the thorns all inside of you. Fine. Well, no, he's got to come I back because the crows have to kill him. <sighs> yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I didn't want I didn't want it to be Nikolai. So if it's got to be the Darkling, let his ass do it. Oh, I know. I'm like, oh, it better not be Nikolai. I'll be pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be pissed. Oh, I'm just like, like Nikolai, Zoya, and Nina. I'm like, they all need a good long vacation. Just... <laughs> Good long vacation, peace and quiet, nothing else. <laughs> Especially Nina, I was like, this girl just needs to just leave her alone for a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of Nina, I did not like Brum's demise either. I thought that was oh. really anticlimactic. I hated that. Didn't he just go to jail? They were just like, ah, put him in jail. Yeah. <sighs> yes, and I didn't like that either because, you know... Jarl Brum, my heart, you see it. Narl Brum, Narl Brum. I don't know. Jarl. He was, 
yeah, he was literally like Queen, what's her name? Ma, I cannot say her name. Oh. Ma, Makai? He was just bad dude. Yeah, he was just this bad dude. And I'm like, okay, like, you need to go to jail. You need to, or not jail, but. Or die. Like, harsher than what's happening right now. Yeah. It's like, oh, he was just sent away. Like, but it was also his daughter that sent him away. Like, she was the one that inflicted the punishment. So it's like, maybe. But still. It's like, just. after all that, are you joking? Woman hater to the core. It's oh just. Oh, my gosh. It's just an opportunity to bring him back. That's it. Just. That's it. What needs to happen? You need to just cut your losses. Okay? Let him go. Or else they're going to come back, as we know, with the Darkling. We, we come back. If you don't fully get rid of us. And so is Makai. <laughs> Nothing happened to her either. Uh-huh. She's just somebody's maid now. Yep. Yeah. They're all going like, to come back. That whole thing with, like, that Makai had sent the grandma off, basically, and she was still technically the ruler. <laughs> I'm like, you dumb. Like... Because she was still alive, I'm like, okay, well, then she can still come back, which is what Arya did. But her name is not Arya. That is from Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay, well, her name, her name is, is Arya Eerie. in my mind. Eerie. Arya? How do you say her name? Eerie? Eerie, yeah. Eerie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know why I looked on Arya. <laughs> I don't either. And Ashley doesn't even watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, I see. <laughs> okay. Um, Sorry about we that. We can also talk about how beautiful the cover is because it's like a giant thorn red and it's beautiful. Yeah, it is a nice cover. It's beautiful. And it has a wonderful map on the inside, which I really wish I had while I was reading. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, no, I think that... I think we got it all. We got... Oh, my God. We got everything. Something fell in my room. Sorry. Uh, I think that we got everything. <sighs> yep. Yep. I'm just... Uh, I'm just so glad that Zoya and Nikolai are together. <laughs> yeah, that little scene and that little wherever they were... And he basically oh, just like, garden? huh? No, 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 not the garden. Her garden. No, uh, they were in some kind of like cargo hold, and he like oh, yes. basically proposes to her, and she's like, nah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's that's hard. That's hard. Huh? But it all worked out in the end. Yes. Yeah. But it was great though. Yeah. I loved it. Loved it so much, but. That's all I got. All right, guys. Well, that has been our full in-depth discussion of Rule of Wolves by Lee Verdugo. We hope to catch you in the next podcast when we will be discussing Blade of Secrets by Trisha Levenseller. And until next time, we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.